Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men, Trip Job, and guess who's back? <laughs> Darren Rand of uh, Rand Inc. And good to have you back. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but our topics for today are going to be right in the wheelhouse of what I've been working on, I'm telling you. Always. Well, there was a little bit of vacation uh, spent yeah, some time bit, uh, out. I heard I ran, actually last week I ran into Jim and uh, he said that, uh, you know, you didn't break out too bad from being disconnected from the world. <laughs> it was one of the most <laughs> magnificent places. I've, folks, I've never been, I know you have, out west in the summertime. I, I've been to Montana in the winter. I've oh, you not, been in the summer. I, yeah, I've been in the middle of deep, dark winter where everything is covered over. Still gorgeous, but I have not been this time of year. I thought you'd been. Uh, so I'd never been out there in the summer. Yeah. It is a slice of heaven. Yeah. It is a complete and utter slice. I mean, and what was really interesting is Mr. ADD over here who can't even sit still. I guess Jim told you. I mean, six hours flies by when you're fly fishing. Wow. It is. It's a sport. I mean, you know, people say golf isn't a sport. BS. People say it's a sport. You better be thinking. And and it was. It was. I was looking at the pictures last night again. You can't. You. you just, I want to move there. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's uh, it's on my list to of uh, of some summer summer and fall vacations. I thought you'd done point. it. Knowing your travels, I've done Alaska. I've done a few others, and I, I've summer. done Montana, which is like I said, absolutely gorgeous. But uh, you did Alaska in the summer. Yeah, yeah. In, How in gorgeous August, was that? Oh, unbelievable! You oh. know, glacier hikes, and uh, oh. got to go through, um, uh, you know, just some incredible. I mean, again, f- I got f- photographs in a canoe with a moose twenty feet ahead of us swimming across a river, oh. and you know, stuff like that. You oh. just can't see anywhere. I've got grizzly bears oh. um, hanging out a window, taking a picture of a grizzly and her two cubs coming down the road oh. in Denali Park. Yeah, it's how long were you there? Uh, we had a week. We biked and hiked around oh. uh, Alaska. Yeah, it is, folks. I, again, I I I knew it was going to be an amazing trip, but it was far outside the expectation. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, like I said, we got to uh, we had the friends from Liquid Nation Brewing last week, so we had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it's good to have Brent uh, join us, and uh, he's back behind the glass again today. So today we're Brent probably get did more. a much better job than I am telling well, you. Well, he's coming for you. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> now wait, let's be let's be clear. I was I was I was in Chicago last week at a trade show conference. I'd love to talk about that. You, well, you know, just wind we're it gonna, up. We're going to get into that. Right. I mean, uh, okay. there were some great articles this week, and I thought we have not talked about websites uh, in quite a while. And there's actually it's it's timely. Not only the articles, but I've got one of my longtime clients. I'm doing a web audit for them, and I've got another one. We just uh, wanted to update their website, so we just got the proposal. We're going to kick off that project probably next week, and um, you know, so and obviously we've done you've done a lot of work with uh, uh, the healthcare guys uh, on their website. So I thought it was perfect timing to take some of these uh, uh, articles and studies that have come out 
and talk a little bit about you know what people are seeing and the whole discussion <laughs> around what you sh- should you be doing and how you should look at your website. The the first thing is oh boy, so the challenge, folks, is that people whether they are smart not smart doesn't matter the internet is allowing people to go bury themselves behind a desk or in their office or at home so people who are not really interactive can now truly not be interactive and these are people we still have to talk to as marketers i mean absolutely that, i mean so whether they're working for us and we have to figure out how to how to get them to do what it is and be part of the team or their clients the internet and the websites that we have are are they're essentially what are they're, they're virtual either it's a virtual salesperson it's a virtual AR team it's a it, it it it's enormous i've been doing it again you know this but i've been doing it for 20 something years i've always thought about it that way um because just you know my my brain it's di- it should be dynamic it should the thing is and somebody said this to me the other day most of the folks that are doing websites and so forth now are not people years of my age. No. And they the people that are developing them are younger, they're techies, uh, they understand WordPress, they understand, but they probably are not real versed in consumer experience. In the customer. So that's the perfect place to start. So this article I saw just a couple of days ago, uh, this actually came out of a J.D. Power study, believe it or not. Um, it's in the automobile industry, and it really was around uh, electric vehicle shoppers. And mm-hmm. it was around all car manufacturers, but J.D. Power, of course, does the car ratings. But I, I give them credit. They now have a U.S. manufacturer website study. And so that's they've done that for a couple years now. And basically the the highlight of this is that um, what they're finding is consumers of EVs have a different set of standards for the website experience than traditional gas-powered car buyers. It, it, you know, again, back to we talk about this whenever we talk, which is nonstop about consumers. You've got to know your audience. Yeah. And the first thing this article says is that if somebody's looking at an electric car, they probably have a different mindset. Again, it has nothing to do with any. That's just the way their mind ticks. Right. It's not. It has nothing to do with politics. It is nothing. It has only to do with the fact that, I mean, I've got folks that are on both sides of the aisle have electric cars. Doesn't matter. But if you're looking at electric cars, something about it intrigues you. Right. And so if you take the approach of, oh, I'm going to go get someone to work on this who knows uh, cars and websites then you're taking the wrong approach because you're looking at it from a product the standpoint. The asset of the horse. Right. And you've got to look at your customers and understand. I mean, this, I thought this was just a great way to get across that point of understand your customers first. Don't look at trends. Don't look at what your competitors may be doing. Understand what your uh, your customers are valuing. And, and one of the things they talk about here is you know, some of the sites, and this shocked me a little bit, uh, but Lincoln actually had one of the higher rankings. Uh, Lexus and BMW were right behind. The BMW didn't surprise me because I've been on their site before. Um, but that, you know, to really um, have some of the tech experiences to understand battery and, uh, you know, range, how far you can go, and, and those type of tools were what 
EV shoppers were so looking for. This is where our age and our resources teams, yep. web developers, technology's got to come together. The, you know, if you think about what is what was possible in websites versus what's possible now, it's it it takes le- it's leaps and bounds every every year. So if you're if you and I've got a, a call with somebody tomorrow, and it's with one of the most prominent insurance organizations in the country, and we're talking about how to communicate and then what it needs to be on the web. And the first thing I said is, I don't want to even think about the web. I want to hear what you want to say and to whom you want to say it and in what sequence you want to say it. We'll worry about what the website looks like, you know, and you and I have to, you know, just because there's Wix and WordPress and all these doesn't mean you should be allowed to use them. It's like, you know, put it down, put the keys down. You're not supposed to do that. And, and, you know, I'll go to, to whether it's interior, pick anything. Just because it's there does not mean you have the ability to do it. Yeah. And, and so, but you and I can't. You and I can't build a website. I can promise you that. Yeah, no. but we can darn sure tell the folks. So the problem is, is the, is the communication gap between what our clients want, and what the developers can do, and that's our that's what we have to do. Right, and that's exactly what you know. This project I'm probably about to kick off. I've done three projects with this client, and so they know. And I said, look, I'm going to bring in the web developer, or you can go and get a full blown, you know, soup to nuts house. But they're like, but you understand our business. If and you, that's what I bring, and then I bring our buddy Josh, and um, you know, on the web development side, and bring him in to to execute and use his. Do you expertise. hear what you just said? Let me. Let me you you, you kind of went right over it, but you understand our business. If you back to what we had that's kind of with, with the intro. If you don't stand start with understanding the business, I don't give a crap how good the website looks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I mean, you know, with the stuff that we that we did with Konica in the old days, and they were they were moving websites around, and oh my goodness! I mean, and here's the other thing: is it, it kind of like a, a, a not kind of like a brand and or your uh, your building or anything? If you're not keeping an eye on it at all times and keeping it fresh and updated. You you lose. I mean, you better keep that sucker updated and fresh and refreshed. Because if somebody comes yeah. and sees it's the same thing, I mean, it, it it you can't. Nothing in our world is static anymore. And, and it's the language. And so this client, without going into all their their special sauce, but you know, I've worked with them to help shape them from you know working with directly with manufacturers over the years. We've seen a change in the business model where they're using outsource services. And uh, that's really who they're selling. So as we update the website, you know, we still talk about their products and their capabilities, but it's more of how they interface with these contracted um, professional service organizations that are working for the, you know, the OEM. And that's that's the key about how we've got to update their website. Yeah, I mean, I used to talk about Microsoft used to do it. I, I thought, I mean, they, you'd walk into their. I, I use the word walk. I didn't yeah. even mean to do it, but yeah. I mean, you walk into their website, and you identify yourself on what and what and who you are. Am I a small business? Am I a large business? Am I a consumer? Am I? 
that and then from there somebody in there has gone through and done the the whole buyer journey in someone's head and mapped that out and then they start working through and that's 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 the thing and and the problem with when you hand somebody the keys to the to a Wix or a WordPress oh I can put it up there all right let's see how you do go ahead yeah. just just do it. Yeah. Just because I put a baseball bat in your hand does not mean you can hit the ball. Yeah. Or it looks like, um, you know, they do six websites and they all look the same because that's their style. Oh. And we'll get into that when we come back from the break. But um, uh, we are uh, talking about websites and we'll get into a few more best practices and some studies. And you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Gosh, Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip to open Darren Rand of Rand Inc. Talking today about websites. And, um, you know, right before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, things to, to watch out. And if you just get maybe a... You know, someone who only focuses on websites, um, you know, a couple of watch outs. One, you know, you always want to look at what they've done, their portfolio. And if everything looks kind of the same, <laughs> that's, you know, one of those, okay, they probably don't understand your business um, unless, unless every now and then, you know, there's a group I met a while back that does, you know, marketing websites just for landscape professionals. Okay. That way a little bit, okay, they understand that industry. But for the most part, if everything they do looks the same, it's their skill set, not your business. So here's the next part as well. And you can also tell if it's a, if it's a mechanic, quote, yep. versus a, you know, so websites, UI and UX, okay, user interface, user experience, folks. That's, and then what we do in terms of what Tripp's talking about is the strategy. So watch the British Open last week. And going to their, going to their website. Right. I don't know what you thought. There were some parts of that website that were really good. Some part that were really pain in the rear end. And you can tell. I mean, if you don't understand golf, and you've got somebody building a website. Oh my goodness! It's like, how did they put that there? All I want to know is this. I'll tell you the other one that's kind of interesting. It's not about websites, but you can tell in a split second whether the um, creative director and, and person shooting a, a, um, a golf commercial knows a darn thing about golf. Yeah. In two seconds, you can tell. Right. Well, and, and I will say that, uh, to your point, I've been using the British Open app, and, and each of the majors has their own app. Has their own app. For about three or four years, and it really hasn't changed much. And that's there's part the good parts have been the steady parts, but they're not necessarily updating it. And to use an example... I thought the the um, videography of the of the uh, tournament itself, especially on Sunday, was some of the best I've ever seen. They used drones to capture balls flying over the, you know, the uh, pot bunkers, and they used cameras that were lying on the ground to show putts that are rolling up and down. I thought they improved and moved to new technology to do the video. Yet on the technology website app standpoint honestly i think they've been sitting still for a couple of years exactly that's the, the so where we're we're taking this is and we've talked about this so many times before folks the the reality of what and i i've got another meeting tomorrow with 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 the the, the entire finance committee on this company 
marketing in the old days was static. You build a site, you let it run, you go. You may look at it once every six months. Three or four years, you know, you put it in to uh, do an update. You know, Marketing in general, we've talked about a million times. I'm going to run a campaign, let it go, hope it works, hold my breath, go again. Pull it out, start next year, do it again. And it sounds, uh, I don't know, cliched. Well, for you and I, we hear it every We've been doing it, but marketing is agile. Full stop. Everything about marketing is a moving trend, target, and it's constantly moving, constantly moving. So the technology that we are able to use is wonderful, whether it's virtual reality, whatever. I mean, there's all, but whatever those things are, if you don't start with the exact thing you said at the beginning, which is the client said, you understand our business. That's the that that's the number one no folks the the people you're talking to often sorry I'm the anti advertising yeah. guy they do not understand your business they understand creative they're probably really good at it but if they don't understand your business they can win all the addies in the world they ain't gonna move the needle folks yeah and they can understand all the latest technologies for web but. Uh, you know, it's got to resonate with your client. And, you know, you, you brought up a point very early on in the discussion about um, that you need to understand, you know, and your customer, but also how you want to talk to your customer. And that nowadays, because of the Internet and social, you've got people who can just stay inside, you know, stay in their office and look at the computer screen, et cetera. So this is another one, and this is, I mean, to me, you talk about um, best practice gone bad. Um, so I'm doing a different project for our friends, Mary Kay, at the uh, Urban Ag Council, and we're, we're doing a new member recruitment campaign. So um, got all the data and all that. Well, of the couple hundred names that we had from various lists that we're sending out this campaign to, there were, I think it was 10 or 12 that didn't have email addresses. So I went and started going to look at these 12 companies on first, if they had a website, which about eight of the 12 did. And some of these are small. And then I went to social. Seven of them, seven of the 12, there is no email anywhere on their site. Nothing. I couldn't, or on their social. One of them, this is class, this is a nursery, um, and they have a mail order business and they have a retail store. And when, you know, all of a sudden you get the phone number and then it looks and it says, um, must be Java enabled to see email. Well, I, I have Java enabled. I did it mobily and on my laptop. There's still, you can't find their email. People, if you are so worried about spammers, that you will not find a way to connect with your potential customers by having, even if it's info at yourbusiness.com. And that's where Josh is. I mean, you know, this is, I mean, it's crazy. It's people that are more worried about being bothered than worried about customers coming in. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. It's because of the youth that is out there in marketing. Yeah. They, they do not understand the reality. Somebody has told them that this is the way to do it. And that's what they do. At the end of the day, guess what, folks? Your buyers are 
probably not in their 20s and 30s, right? If you're selling to that audience, that's fine, okay? But if your buyers are over 40, you better give them an answer, I mean, an opportunity to get to you through email. Yeah, or how, the well, is, however they however want, they want get, to. Email, fax. Some of them still had fax. How about okay, carrier pigeon? I don't carrier care. Pigeon, I don't care what it is. Social, you name it. Give what? me an, uh, yeah, uh, my know, daughter. I, I'm going to give you an example on that one. So Emerson, uh, she's now driving, folks. Gosh, help oh, us. Oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely staying north. Yeah, stay north. <laughs> um, so... So I had to get a, um, I had to get a uh, grades, you know, for for so we could get a better better rate, right? So this was forty five days ago, let's say. I send her an email. So the the my State Farm agent sends me the email, and says, "Hey, I need Emerson's grades so she can get the better rate." She's Knockwood, great student at Marist. Go Marist. Um, and um, so send her that. So she sends me a screenshot of her phone first. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I thought that was okay. Right. Okay? I thought she doesn't necessarily understand that the company won't accept that. But, I did, but and, she and got honestly, the Honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that, one, that one's on, on me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, once I got the email, I got the email from State Farm, someone I've known for a long, long, long time. And his assistant says, hey, you know, you, you need to give us something that has Marist on it. All right. So I send Emerson an email. Right, Trip? Send her an email. No response. Yeah. Dad, and I, I said to her, I saw her in the, in the house. And I actually, so and she wasn't three feet away and texting me, folks. You know. Yeah. And I said, Peanut, you need to get me the information for, you know, for, for, for State Farm for your car insurance. Okay, Dad, I'll do it. So it, it's now it was it was literally I think it was Monday, and it's still we're forty five days later, and she had not gotten it to me. I said, if you don't get it to me, you're paying for the insurance. <laughs> and she said, well, I haven't been checking email. My point is this: she's sixteen. Yep. Yeah, they don't do email, but guess what, folks? You know, if you're thirty and above, you do. You do. So stop it. Yeah. You know, stop it. Yeah. You know, give give there. Give people whatever again, whatever way they want to get to you. It doesn't matter if they yeah. if someone's willing to raise their hand and talk to you. Give and, it to them. And trust me, the spammers. A, you can filter them out, and B, they're um, if you're a small business, they're not going to be no. Focused, they're on an you. annoyance. They're, but don't 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 throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. That's just silly. Sorry. So no. So that let's go to the next one. Talk about best practices. <laughs> I know this is going to wind Darren up, and I, I'm glad to see this article. I am too. Um, because there's and there's another. You know the guy I follow that um, uh, Cassidy Shield. I think is his name. He's out there. Talks about this a lot too. But um, it says B two B brands should reduce gated content. Oh boy. And and so here's some of the stats. All right. Uh, only three and a half percent of visitors to B2B sites fill out forms. Um, but this says it should be even lower. Um, the company doing the research says it has a form fill rate of two percent and a form to conversion rate of one percent. Um, and yet they've actually reduced gated content. And, you know, the, the big aha is, well, how do they stay in business if they've reduced gated content? Well, all right. Let's go to the number one thing Trip likes to talk about, which are how do you use data? Yeah. Okay? You can make data lie however you want. Yep. 
They opened it up with that, and then you get to the couple paragraphs down, yeah. and they make the comment about that there are – the trouble is that buying teams are usually made up of around 10 people. All right, yeah. folks. So let's say you're in B2B, which is what this is talking about, and you're doing something that is at least a $100,000 sale. It could be a half-million-dollar sale or whatever it is. Do you really think – that the CEO or CFO or COO are going to be filling out forms, not a snowball's chance in hell. Ain't happening. Their uh, EA or whoever the gatekeeper is. Or, you know, director, VP, someone below is somebody, in task with so guess purchasing. What? It, it, the, the, so the first part of that is, is complete and utter BS because of the way they're looking at it. If you look at it as the whole, so really what they should be doing is saying, and which is kind of what they're saying, is it's not the number of people coming to your site. It's the number of people. If if I've got a buy committee of 10, kind of our classic number, <clears throat> and the reality is is that let's say two or three of them are really the cons- the, the consumption of the information, <clears throat> then your, your ratio of, of form fill should be against a much smaller number. Um, and and that's, the, that's the first thing. Second thing is this. And I've had this debate with Dan before. If somebody is not willing to raise their hand, now I'm not going to do it on everything, then screw you. I'm not giving you my information. Okay? Um, Because people will use your – they will just keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming, and they will use you. They will absolutely use you. Does that mean that I'm going to force you to do a, you know, am I going to put gate? And I had this debate. Con, am I going to force you to have gated content for everything? Absolutely not. Yeah. But if you want to have a conversation, a true conversation, you're not willing to fill out a form, screw you. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that's, so there's different levels. Exactly. Okay. It, it, and back I think, to the, yes. And the first, to me, I'll take a step back, you know, going back to understand people's business and what you, what, what's your objective with the website and content in a B2B. If your objective is to potentially gain more customers and have buy-in discussions, or are you trying to gain more subscribers for your email list? Exactly. All right? Perfect example. Two completely different strategies. Yeah, and if you're trying to gain subscribers, okay, then have form fills and gated content. If you're trying to have business discussions what information do you need to make easily and readily available so that you can start engaging them to then have buying discussions? And here's the, yes, and here's the other thing. This is also why, uh, guess what, folks? Outbound sales, <laughs> proactive outbound outreach sales yeah. is important. We're, um, we're watching it on yeah. this with Tom. And he's, out, he's reaching out and getting actual people responding yes how about that wow you actually called me you actually reached out yeah and and so the the i think i think people have just gotten lazy lazy or they're not our age and i keep going back to you know and, and somebody so said it's two a, different things okay, okay with outbound all right and i've been talking to a lot of uh, companies recently that are starting to look at um, their buying list and then looking at call centers. All right. Well, huh. there, there, they're saying, well, I'm doing outbound. But guess what? 
no one has shown any interest. In this case, uh, the individual you're talking about is taking people who have come into webinars or, or come by uh, registered for shows and associations that you've been at. They've already shown their interest. Then you're going to outbound. But it's, none of them are form fills. These are people that have come to a content event, and there you're doing outbound. Ditto. 100%. I mean, and, and so, again, this goes to, I, I hate to keep going back to the top of the list, but go to strategy. You know, talking to Colin um, last week, I don't remember what he was complaining about, but, you know, leave it to Colin to complain about something. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, he's, and I made some comment. He said, yeah, but Darren, how many people in marketing nowadays are over 50? Hell, I'm almost 60. You're almost 60. And again, I'm not saying that that young people aren't smart. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, I think that what we're seeing in marketing today is finally a swing back to you better be really good at strategy. You better be really good at understanding your customer. You better be really good at understanding brand. And then you use the tools to do something with it. And what I mean by that is this. When you could play the game, or mm-hmm. no, let me rephrase, let me change the way. When you could game the system, okay, you could meta tag, you know, stuff. You could, do, I mean, there, with every new piece of technology that came out in our world, somebody found a way to manipulate it. Um, and now with, with, you know, I get, we all get frustrated, you know, what we have in technology, but, but they're trying, I think, I hope, to say if you're a good marketer, you get more credit for the way that a, a customer well, work, walks. And, and we, we go back to our, our belief, strategy, and understanding the right messaging. Honestly, then it doesn't matter which tactics you take. It's not the tactics, Right, it's not tactics. Um, but strategy. if the strategy and the messaging resonate with your current and prospective audience, um, outside of picking some really bad tactics, you know, if you're a uh, a highly technical B two B company, yeah, you don't need to be using Facebook ads. Um, but you know, outside of that, it's really the strategy and the messaging far more than the tactics. Uh, and and that's I think what what. What all this stuff is starting to to do is is show that finally there is a a return to some logic in the world in which we play. Um, logic went out the window. I mean, it went. Com- you know, you you could buy your way into into a market. I mean, you still can buy your way into a market. You know, if you're. I mean, again, think about this, folks. Like the insurance business, those guys can't spend enough money. Whether it's Geico or Allstate or State Farm, they they can't or well, they're, yeah, their margins they mint money. I mean, they just exactly or, or the automobile business and yeah. hell, those guys are minting money too. So they're they're they throw so much voice at everything they do that they just you know they're all sharing a point in terms of of market share in the mid market. Whether it's million, five million, ten million, hundred million dollar companies, it it it. The numbers are so much smaller. The strategy is, I mean, I'm not saying those big guys aren't strategic. I'm not saying that at all. But you can do a lot when you've got billions and billions yeah. of dollars. Our mid-market clients, they don't have billions. And they can't make mistakes. I mean, 
they can make mistakes, but the, they can't make a strategic mistake because it's just like burning money. And you right. watch it. We watch it every day. And I think it's because, again, I think there's just not enough experience, or as my brother would say, TOE, or I think you say that too, time on earth yep. to go, well, uh, I don't care what this person's trying to sell me. That ain't going to work. Yeah. You know? So back to so to bring this back to the form fills, you know, the other thing about content, I used to love, oh, well, social media is free. Yeah. Can I say BS? Yeah, absolutely. I can't say the word yeah. yes, though. No, you're good. So, um, but no, I, it's um, nothing is free. You know, opportunity costs time, you name it. Oh, God. And um, I think it's, yeah, it's the same thing of, you know, if, if you just put junk out there and just keep um, posting things that are irrelevant, um, it, it's, A, is not only free, but it becomes damaging to your brand. It, it, there is... The uh, you know you, you hear this the, the the customer or the buyer whatever you want to call them has the control, no question, and we as as marketers and companies have got to keep our finger on that pulse at all times. Yeah. So on the gated content, I want to throw out one or two ideas. All right, things to think about. Get your opinion. So one way to do it is again you make. Um, you know that let's say the white paper the the core part um and maybe you you share a third of the white paper enough you know it's it's more than just the executive summary it's a little bit of the high level but you don't get into all levels of the case study and then at the end you know there's the classic little boilerplate you know would you like to learn more on the full return roi information etc you know reach out to Darren Rand at da, da 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 email. And so you make it available, but then you tie them into your salespeople. Well, it's, right? a, it's a magazine. That's, that's a magazine strategy, right? When you right. look on the internet and you see a, you see the part, you see a part of an article or ESPN plus, right? Yep. I guess they do that with the, I mean, so it, it's absolutely a good strategy right. because if somebody's really, you know, and, and then you got to look at the cost per transaction, all that right. sort of stuff. But, App, totally agree. Well, then I was going to say on the magazine strategy, it's, you know, this is your first of three free articles. So that's the one where I think you go ahead and put most everything out there. You don't put the full-blown maybe case study, but you allow people to go in and have two or three. But once they get to three, back to they don't get everything, then, okay, your three free articles are done. Would If you'd like more content, please subscribe. Well, it's a difference between, to your point, a case study and just social content. Yeah. Very different. If you're just out there putting out, which is what everyone's got to do nowadays, I don't totally love it, but, you know, and that, we'll get to that in the next couple of weeks. But um, those are two. I mean, a, a case study has value. Yep. Um, it, 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 think about it. We can't, as, as well as businesses or marketers, we can't go to an association's website and download their their research no, not without paying not, and being not without a paying for it, you know. So that that's the same thing of a of a case study or white paper. If you're just putting stuff out there, you know, and insights and articles and opinions, opinions, and, and you can't, you can't, no, you yeah, can't do you can't that. Gate. No, no, you so, can't gate. So those are a couple of different ways you can look at. Um, again, your objective hopefully is, you know, how do you engage and have 
you know, buying decisions. That's really what you want. You're, you know, you're really not focused unless you are, maybe you are a magazine and then you're focusing on subscribers. Uh, But think about it as, you know, you want to take down some of the barriers of potential buyers to come into your website. But to Darren's point, don't give everything away free and then help move them across that engagement path to your sales and business development team. So when we come back, we're going to hit a little uh, maybe uh, best and worst websites and some other (laughs) ideas. Uh, So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand from Rand Inc. here. And we are talking about websites, one of our favorite topics and one that, uh, you know, at Rand Inc. We've actually got two or three projects going on in different phases from from audits to actually website development to, uh, in one case, you know, we're... It's not really you're you're always refreshing. You're always updating and bringing in content. We started to talk a little bit about that um, right at the end, um, but how you start bringing ongoing events and content into your site. So you're not you you developed it with the idea that um, it will build and grow, and now you're able to just flesh that out. So and and let's let's hit that on best practices. Um, <laughs> Website, when you redo it, should not be static. You should be thinking, you know, a few years out and where is the business going and how to uh, um, to look at designing it so that you can easily build and, and really fill out that website. One of the things people you got to do is put a monthly budget for website updates into your marketing budget. Period. Stop. Just right yeah. there. I mean, whether you use it or not, allocate something in there every single month for website and and you may accrue it to the point okay i'm going to end up doing something for for b2b like we're talking about right now you're going to make changes on a quarterly basis maybe a little more than that maybe something you know um especially if you've got events coming up and stuff like that or you make make some wholesale changes to your home page um but on then on you know consumer sites are a beast all to themselves i mean a website is probably a a big old bucket just to itself but yeah you've got to put a a line item in there that is, you know, website updates. Yeah. You know, you hit on one, so we're, 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 we're going to bounce around a little bit, but the best practice bounce? is, yeah, and, and Your job is, is the, you're the point guard. Don't bounce. So, no, so calendar events, all right? A lot of B2B will do that, upcoming and things like that. One of my pet peeves is, um, well, one, the people who don't update it, all right? That's a waste because then it looks like you're really clueless. That, <laughs> yeah, look that's, at, okay, that's first the thing, big one. Figure, well, you, know what, you know the first thing I do when I look at websites? Yeah. What is the copyright at the bottom? Yeah. If it says 2021 and it's already July, folks, you know they're not looking at their website. Right. Or they come across, they try on their homepage to come across as a thought leader. So then I'll go to their blog or whatever it is. And there's look, one thing. Yeah. And, well, yeah, there's two articles and, and it's been 18 months. So, <laughs> so those, you got to be consistent. You got to, whatever your brand is. But uh, where I was going is, I think it's a mistake. Many companies will have the events they're going to. And then once the event is gone, they don't do anything. Oh. They don't have a summary. They don't have photo. They don't. It's the perfect opportunity to, you know, show your presence and your thought leadership um, at the event. Now, it doesn't last very long, but, you know, you've got that 60-day window to capture on the other side. And that, that's, to me, that's a missed opportunity. I would say 
ninety percent of companies miss. I'm not speechless. Yes, and we just we just came to the conference I was at last week. We had a three camera crew, a boom mic. I mean, we were recording yeah. this for exactly the reason you're talking. Because, again, folks, we're not the norm, unfortunately, because I think this is the way. A, a, an event, a conference, has a pre, an actual, when you're there, and a post. Yep. If you don't look at all three and how they should be handled, don't waste your money. So we had, we had all of that. We're going to start to cut it up and edit it and do some stuff and do exactly what you're talking about and start putting it out there next week. That's exactly what we're going to do. And so it keeps the website fresh. It keeps people coming. And, and, and oh, God, but that, that is, there is so much that can go onto a site. So you asked earlier at the break about good and bad. You know, you can see people who are just creative for creative sake on the website. You know, when the hamburger menu came in, oh, gosh. I mean, and what's interesting is I see it, and then it goes away. And, yeah. you know, here comes the nav bar. And, you know, if you've got that hamburger menu buried somewhere you can't even navigate, yeah. stop it. Stop it. Don't do Stop it, people. You're seeing Stop it. I mean, come on. Look at the biggest brands on the planet. They're not burying a hamburger menu in a place you can't find the damn thing. Ugh. That is creative for creative sake. And you and just in in the like you're talking about brands that are beautiful, UAC and I mean that's that's you know you still when when form gets in the way of function, you're done. Well into that. So another one of my pet peeves is when you see creative and there's this gorgeous imagery when you pull up and i've got a pretty good size monitor you know everyone teases me whether it's my laptop or my at at home i I have the bigger monitor because of my eyes um i get it that i have to scroll a little bit but there are times where i'm scrolling down almost two screens worth to get the differentiating message there's a gorgeous image but if I, some, if I don't see it or scroll with just maybe a half above a the fold, screen, if it's not a, you ain't then going there. you've lost me. Well, and here's, again, schmucks, here's the problem, right? Here's, here's what happened. All this SEO crap, yeah. I'm not saying it's not worth doing, but they said, you know, you can have long pages now. That's what happened yeah. probably a couple of years ago. Now you can have a long, long, long page, and you can just hit go back to the top. I don't give a crap. I ain't doing it. I mean, if I to exactly your point, you if you if if you're going to allow the to SEO, you know, to drive what Trip's talking about, where you're going to lose people, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, you better rethink your strategy. It, 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 that's such a great example. Yeah, you 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 come to a site, you need to. It's it's like the old resume. You got five seconds. That's it. You have it's five seconds to to catch me. Unless I absolutely know I'm going to that site for a reason, you know you've got you've got to catch me. And if I have to do more than five seconds work to understand who you are, you've lost me. Where was I looking the other day to something on a website? Oh, oh, oh. oh. To your point earlier about contacting, and this is where I get oh, the big companies, the credit card companies, the banks—they don't want you calling them. I don't know if you've seen oh. this. 
you know how deep you got to look to find a freaking phone number to i mean on some of these big monster sites i had Come it on, out people. i had it out 15 years ago with i think it was Symantec or one of the it was the um virus software or whatever back when we still had the disc you had to yeah, put in yeah and there was nowhere in the disc the packaging anything as far as their phone number and te- all tech was you know go through this well guess what my internet was down how how do i have get a hold of them if i have no internet and you don't give me a phone number these are basics. Granted, we don't see that as often anymore as we did Still, 15 years ago, but come on. People, I mean, it, it is back to, I don't care if it is carry. give me a Batman light to get a hold of you if that's what it takes. <laughs> I mean, do you want to be a customer-centric company or do you want to put your head in the sand and go, I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what the clients want. Yeah. And you, you make it. But- that, that's the key. And, and I hate to interject, but we got to wrap up. Okay, when you're working on and looking at your website, whoever you're working with, make sure they're customer-centric. Darren just said it. If they don't understand your customers and then don't understand you and your strategy, you, I don't care how good technically they are, you're working with the wrong people. So... Uh, hopefully today was helpful. I think it was a great conversation. We hadn't really hit on websites specifically in a while. And, uh, boy, everyone's out there. And, and it is still a critical part of most businesses. So uh, good to have you back. And look Here forward, for a while. Yeah. We'll look forward to uh, talking to everyone next week. You've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Damn, that flew by. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 